Hello, Lion Cook Nation. This is Ray DeLucci with the Lion Cook Thoughts Podcast. I hope everyone is doing well and hope you all are staying safe. Um, welcome back to another episode. And before we get into today's podcast, just a reminder that we do run a blog at lioncookthoughts.com. I recently uh, put up a blog post 10 years into the restaurant industry. It's marking 10 years since I started cooking in this wonderful industry that I love so much. And I put in some thoughts that, you know, I think really resonate with some people and just some things that I really think uh, matter. So if you go check that out, linecookthoughts.com, that would be great. Also, if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please leave me a review, an honest review of what you like about the show, maybe things that you think could be better. I'm always about self-improvement and reviews do help me. So feel free to leave a review. Lastly, my parents actually run a kettle corn business. It's called Kettle Corn Creations. You go to kettlecorncreations.com. I put the link in the description of this episode uh, to check out their products. They ship uh, nationally and they just have really great kettle corn options. So go check them out. Super proud of the work they're doing. And yeah, I'm really excited for you to check them out. So my guests today, or my guests today, are all talking about creative blocks and how to get out of creative blocks. I think it's super important in the restaurant industry to really hone in on creative uh, periods and when you're in flow and when you're kind of not in flow and kind of what makes you tick and what holds you back and what's that resistance. You know, there's a great book called The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, and he talks about the resistance, uh, this thing that holds us back from what we're meant to achieve in life, whether it be, uh, you know, getting or producing the best dish we've ever created or, you know, becoming a small A or anything that we really strive for in life, there's always the resistance inside of us. That thing that always says you shouldn't do it or you can just do it tomorrow. You know, that's one of the deadliest things. Is, oh, you'll get it done tomorrow. And so I really wanted to talk to people in the Lion Cook Nation about creativity and more so how they get out of these creative ruts and really what inspires them and what they've done creatively recently. And I really find that last question to be my favorite of this podcast. You know, what have you created recently that's for creative? There's a lot of great uh, just sharing of ideas and sharing of what people are passionate about in this podcast. So I want to thank every single person that was in this podcast that let me interview them. Um, I hope to keep getting more of you into these shows. It does take some time to put up. So sorry for the delay on that. It's just been a crazy few months for me in my life. But I'm so excited to have the show out. Uh, you can see everyone in the podcast in the description. Also, they introduce themselves. So I'm so happy and excited for you all to hear them. And here we go. We are recording now. Welcome to the show. If you want to start out by introducing yourself, that'd be great. All right. Uh, thank you. My name is Emma, and I am a executive chef in Napa, California. I run one restaurant, and then I also help manage another one of our sister restaurants. So that takes up all of my time. Awesome. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, great. So we'll get right into it. What, uh, what do you do when you get into these creative ruts or creative blocks? Like, How do you find yourself getting out of them? What systems do you have or what inspires you to get out of them when you do experience them? Um, as far as like creative ruts go in the culinary world, I think one of the biggest ones that people fall into is trying to keep like a fresh menu with limited budget, you know, like cool ingredients, cool menu items, that kind mm -hmm. of thing. And mm -hmm. you often find yourself getting into this downward spiral of like, I can't do anything with this budget. Um, and I think the thing that ultimately helps me get out of that the most is uh, going back to like my favorite cookbooks when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I used to read a lot of cookbooks and just browse through them all the time. So I'll go back to those cookbooks that I have and I'll flip through them and I'll always find something where it's like, damn, this is 
something that is super simple but super delicious and probably really nostalgic for people. I think that pulling people in to a good food experience has a lot to do with that nostalgia feeling of like, wow, this tastes just like what my mom used to make. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think that that's kind of, for me, the easiest, best way to get out of a creative rut. Okay, awesome. No, I mean, that totally makes sense, that nostalgia aspect. I think I find myself doing that a lot too, where, you know, I'll go back to certain books or certain things that I really enjoy. And um, I find that that usually helps me as well. So I think that's super important. Uh, do you remember any of the books you would read? Like, were there any that stood out? Yeah, I, my, one of my favorites when I was a kid was Julia Child's The Joy of Cooking, of course, very classic okay. one. Um, but then as I got a little older, I'm a pretty young chef relatively in the in the community. Uh, a book that came out a couple years ago is called Thug Kitchen. And so it came out mm-hmm. right when I was like starting to cook and I was vegan at the time. And so I remember flipping through that and being like, not only are there cool swear words in this book, <laughs> uh, there's a lot of really good recipes. So I think the the contrast between like the super traditional old style Julia Child and then trying to make a Julia Child recipe vegan can also yeah. be a really fun creative challenge because uh, the French love their butter, so. Yeah, yep, definitely so. Um, I totally can see where you're coming from on that. I know that's interesting. Um, to like think back, like, I can't even, like, I don't even know. I, I mean, I've loved cooking shows and stuff, but I really didn't get into cookbooks until I think I started cooking. So that, that's cool that you kind of had that, like, realm or that understanding of cookbooks like that before. Because I think any cookbook I would have had would have been, like, a Star Wars cookbook or something I, I like that. Uh, I didn't grow up with TV, so okay. cookbooks, all books were just what we had, and I remember really wanting to be a chef even as a really, really little kid, so nice. I'll like, go back to my roots with that. Nice. Awesome. Cool. Uh, so, you know, why, I think, I mean, everybody goes through creative ruts in life, not just in cooking, but I think in cooking it happens more often, and I think you alluded to this a little bit, but why do you think we get stuck in these creative blocks or this period of time where it's so hard to kind of focus in? I think it's really easy for any creative outlet, but especially like what you're saying, the, the, the cooking world is we're constantly looking at like what everybody else is doing all the time. And mm-hmm. especially with celebrity chefs, with social media, all the restaurants always sharing all their innovative new ideas. I think that we can look at stuff and be like, well, I, why didn't I think of that? And get kind of down on your own creativity um and i think that we fall into that trap of constantly like comparing our menus or our ideas to everybody else's and definitely just perpetuate then feelings of not having enough creativity um yeah no i mean i've totally been there i think that comparison game is super uh difficult I mean, I even get it with podcasting. I get it with like Lauren Cook Thoughts on Instagram. It's just, it is a difficult thing. And I've really had to adopt a mentality of like, I can just focus on me and appreciate what's out there. But you can't compare yourself to others because that's like the downfall of all happiness. So, exactly. yeah. Um, and then last question to kind of wrap it up in terms of like creative block. And I, I really enjoyed asking this one is... What is something recently that you've created? It doesn't have to be cooking, but something you've created recently that you're just super proud of, that you were just like so like happy that you just made it. Uh, I have two examples for this, just because I'm also a professional artist, so I was okay. literally in my studio today because it's my one day off. 
But in the culinary world, I just put a dish on the menu that was vegetarian. So everyone was kind of like, oh, okay. Um, and it was replacing something that was not vegetarian. And okay. everyone was like, I don't know about this. This is some weird stuff that you have. And so it's basically a sweet potato hash brown mm-hmm. with a tri-pepper salsa, a scallion creme fraiche, and then mustard seed caviar, which everyone was like, what the fuck is that? Sorry, <laughs> am I allowed to swear? Go for uh, it. Okay. Um, so we have this little thing. It's on the plate. Everyone's like, okay, I don't know about this. We decide to run it as a special, and it's sold out every single night that we've had it. So that was definitely one of those. I Everyone was doubting me, but I didn't doubt myself mm-hmm. and totally pulled through and went really well. Uh, the other example I had was I am an oil painter, but I'm trying to get into other media. So I've taken up block printing, which is you basically carve rubber stamps with like knives and make these uh, negatives and then you make prints of them. And I finally got the hang of it. So that was probably my second thing that I'm really proud of right now. Nice. No, I mean, those are both great examples. I think that's the dish one is interesting because you know i think in food when you ever you propose like a new concept you kind of have to be that your own your biggest fan right because it's just genuinely like it's just human nature for especially people in the food world to be like kind of knock it so it's like uh i'm good at all and i was like <laughs> you have to trust me <laughs> yeah yeah but but then when it works out it obviously works out and i think there's a cool parallel from your painting experience to that so Awesome. Well, welcome to the show. If you want to start out by introducing yourself, that'd be great. Hi, I'm Chef Josh Boyd uh, from Brainerd, Minnesota, head chef at Dunmire's on North Long Lake. Nice. Awesome. Thanks for sharing. So basically, first question is, when you find yourself in creative ruts or in periods where you're just like uninspired to do you know, work or try to create new things, how do you get out of that? Uh, the biggest way for me to get out of it is to get out of my comfort zone. I think the biggest thing that causes ruts for at least uh, my area, uh, we're, we're kind of a touristy uh, area. And so summertime, you kind of go hard. And then like during the wintertime, you just kind of like rest on your laurels and just kind of go with what you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you do you end up in these ruts. And so for me personally, I, I think uh, the best way is to just get out of my comfort zone and, and uh, you know, go back to that research and start looking at, you know, some cookbooks and just, you know, talking to some of my, my chef friends and seeing what they're doing differently. Um, you know, with a specific ingredient that, you know, I've just kind of beat a dead horse with and, and it just gives you a little different insight, a little different direction on, on where to go with it. Yeah, no, I, I definitely uh, can agree with that. Just kind of looking and pushing yourself. I think that for me too, you know, I think for, you know, doing a podcast like this, for a long time, I was like, I really like interviews, but I want to get more so out there. And I was like, can I do a podcast where I have a bunch of cooks on? And I've done a couple of them. And it definitely has like reinvigorated my just want to keep doing podcasting. So I definitely agree. Why do you think people in food are so susceptible to getting into these periods of creative ruts? Uh, again, you know, like everybody kind of goes to their comfort zones to, to be able to get through that grind of that, you know, that 12 hour day or, you know, the 12 hour day that turns into, you know, three months worth of just you know, just working hard. Yeah. Um, but also I think, uh, at least in my experience, 
you get I, I get sometimes a lot of pushback from uh restaurant owners or your front of house managers or whatever that might not understand where you're trying to go um you know with 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 your own creativity and it's kind of a it's a double-edged sword because you do have to you have to honor what your concept is mm. but not get again not just get stuck in that little box of whatever that concept is and at least again my own personal experience when you when a when a concept is a concept, it's really hard to explain to those uppers that are actually paying the bills. Yeah, I'd like to try to do you know like let's do this and let's let's bring this in and you know yeah. And you have to justify why you want to bring that protein in. You have to justify all of the prep that would you know be involved in trying to do something new. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times for those uh you know like well established businesses, it's hard for them to. to to see something a different way. Yeah. No, I can, I can totally relate to that. Um, awesome. And then I guess my last question for you on this is, uh, what's something recently that you created? It doesn't have to be cooking, but something recently you've created that you're super proud of. Uh, yeah, that has nothing to do with cooking at all. I'm a, I'm also an artist, you know, I mean, most chefs, you know, it's just one other type of medium. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so I'm, uh, I do a lot of painting and, and a lot of drawing. And so uh, that's actually my way to basically decompress mm-hmm. after a long work week or whatever, you know, something like that. And uh, so, yeah, I kind of get it all out on, on, a, on a canvas or on a, on a piece of paper. And so right now I'm, I'm pretty proud of a lot of my, my black and gray scale, like drawings I'm doing. What is it about black and gray scale that you like? Uh, it's the, just the, the, that depth you can put into it with all the, you know, I mean, just that layers of of shading uh to make it that more photorealistic look than you can with like an acrylic or or paint on canvas nice awesome and it's you know again it's that attention to detail that you take over from you know the restaurant life you know it might take me two weeks to do like an actual piece of artwork that i want to hang on my wall Mm. it's the same idea you know that attention to detail to get that finished product the way you want it yep yeah, well, cool. That's, thank you for sharing that. I think that's super cool. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Well, welcome to the show. If you want to start up introducing yourself, that'd be great. Hi, I'm uh, Johnny Mole. I work at Strachi Pizza in Delray, Alexandria. Uh, you can find me on Instagram as Johnny Dohans. Nice. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing. And we'll just get right to the questions. First being, you know, the the topic of this podcast is creative ruts and how we get out of those periods of time. Uh, How do you specifically get out of a creative rut when you're just feeling uninspired or you don't have that motivation to create in the kitchen or even outside of the kitchen? Uh, I, I struggle with it a lot. It's very easy to get, you know, bogged down with just massive prep list and there's just so much work to do it's finding time for the creative process isn't always there um but one of like the biggest things is it like it starts with a conversation you know it's food's always been a social and communal thing um and just talking about it really uh, uh helps me out uh just recently one of one of our staff was talking to me about a broader dish that he had and he loved it and it blew him away and so it just got me to start thinking um might be fun to like make some burrata, uh by hand and Ended up uh, tossing charred ramps inside of it, doing a sourdough uh, baked with it. And it ended up being just like this really, 
pretty delicious dish. It was beautiful. It was creative uh, and a fun project to do. But yeah, just it's it's the conversation. You got to have conversation in order to do something new. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Conversation is definitely integral. I think that I really resonate with that because that's me too. I feel when I talk to others, hear what they're doing, see what they're doing. I think that really inspires me to kind of do what it is I'm like lax on, whether it be writing or podcasting or cooking. So I definitely agree. Why do you think people in the food industry are so susceptible to getting into these creative ruts or these periods of time where we're just kind of uninspired? Uh, it's hard and it's, it's a hard thing, you know, creativity. It's also a muscle that you have to like keep up with. It's something you have to put effort into. Um, you know, like it doesn't happen overnight. You have to work at it. Uh, and just practicing like you're uninspired, just do something, make family meal, make a staff meal for everyone. Uh, and, and kind of just flex the muscle a little bit. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Staff meal is actually, you know, that's a good point. Cause I feel like for me, at least when I was working in kitchens, the staff meal was what I was most nervous to make because you're cooking for all these people that you work with constantly. And it's like, yeah. all right, can I actually cook? Are these people going to think I'm a good cook? Do you ever, do you relate to that at all? Yeah. It's like, you're cooking for the people that are like really able to judge you a lot harder than any guest is going to judge the food on the plate. Um, yeah. Like cooking for industry professionals is uh, probably the most nervous. Um, anytime I bring a, like a, a family meal up i'm like oh man i really hope this is good and then i try it I'm like, okay this one this one was okay uh young in my career there's like several times where i really fucked up family meals and um you know it's like i i remember uh raw chicken going out once uh, i just didn't cook the chicken all the way i was like oh not good <laughs> so there was no staff all that night yeah it's a uh, nerve-wracking cooking for the family oh yeah it definitely is uh, my last question for you, because I found this question very meaningful that I've been asking everyone, is what's something recently you've created? It doesn't have to be in food, but something you've created recently that you're really proud of. Uh, re you know, it's, we do a lot of artisanal uh, bread work at uh, Stretching Pizza, and uh, I've been working on just like nailing down sourdough and like finding what is like a great sourdough. And right now we have this uh, spelt sourdough that we make uh, usually early in the week and it's just like really really nicely fermented the process and care uh, you can really tell goes into it nice awesome that sounds good is that going on is that use, being used as a crust uh no we we do a uh similar crust where it's a high hydration uh long fermentation process um the sourdough is a separate project that we do though nice that sounds good though awesome well john thank you so much for sharing and uh yeah i really enjoyed talking to you Great talking to you. Have a good one. We are recording now. Welcome back to the show. If you just want to start off introducing yourself, that'd be great. Hey, I am uh, Chef Devin Jarman out of uh, Charleston, South Carolina. I currently work uh, freelance doing like recipe creation, um, consulting for new places, menu development, um, and then doing like private dinners, stuff like that. So, Awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, first question, really great that you're in recipe creation because this will be good. Uh, you know, we get into these creative ruts, these creative periods where it's hard for us to have that passion to create or we just can't think of anything. How do you personally get out of situations or times like that? 
Um, you know, I'm like super big on visual stimuli. So like, I know this is going to seem, I don't know, some people might find it counterintuitive for them. But for me, like just cruising social media is a big one. Mm -hmm. Um, Setting up your feed in a way where you're going to be able to see a lot of different stuff, a lot of opportunity to see uh, different plates, different styles, Mm. and everything. Um, That's one thing. But if sometimes it depends on what the rut's for. Um, I found that I just need to go outside and get some sun, drink some water sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think a lot of, we all get caught up in like the hustle and bustle of life. We kind of forget to take care of ourselves. Um, and it bleeds into like every aspect of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think like self-care, of course, could help you get out of that mental rut and get refocused, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but also just taking in different inspiration and just knowing how to take that inspiration and not necessarily like uh, copying it, but being able to like digest it and take something new and create something new with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause I, I think that's a problem with that Instagram feed scrolling sometimes is you just end up like doing something that you just saw like 20 other people do. Uh, yeah. in feed. and so you think like, Oh, this is the it thing. So everyone should be doing something with that, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah. That's uh, those are kind of my takeaways on that for sure. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that. Um, and in regards to why we get into it, why do you think we get into these creative routes, especially people in cooking? Um, burnout is totally like the number one reason. Um, I would say most of us typically work in like a restaurant setting. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're not always, you don't always have the time to do that refresh as far as like taking in new information, new content, um, new influences, whatever that's going to be. Um, you're, you're not having time to go to those new restaurants and see, you know, what's going on around you. Like you're just, you ha- you're just getting through the day. So yeah. that's like a big issue. I think a lot of people are going through, it's not that they don't have the capability. Cause I think there's a tremendous amount of great chefs out here. But most of them are just working 70 hours a week or something. They just, mm-hmm. what, are, what are you supposed to do? You can barely take care of so. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. It's it's that burnout that just, when you get like so far into like burnout or so far into overworking, like it is hard to have that passion because you're just tired and you're mentally drained. So I totally understand. Um, my last question for you. Uh, relating to this podcast is what is something you've created recently that you're super proud of? Oh, um, just like in, in respect to like a dish in particular, could be anything. It could be anything anything I'm doing food, not food related, anything. I don't know, man. Like I, I feel like I've been able to do a lot of really awesome things in the last month. Um, and just even given the impact of COVID and the post impact of that, um, still being able to like do the festival and, um, you know, working with new companies now getting that exposure to those companies and just being like, look, I did this thing and sure, sure. Um, 
So just the exposure that's been afforded to me and, and that I've come into since the festival, um, being able to work with different uh, companies, different farms, um, purveyors, uh, pretty incredible. And I feel really blessed and honored to be able to showcase a lot of those products. Honestly, that's just been, it's been a lot of fun. Um, I wasn't really expecting that to be an option for me, but Hey man, I'm going with the flow. Cool. So we are recording now. Uh, welcome to the show. If you want to start off by introducing yourself, that'd be great. Hi, I'm chef Edie Ravitch. I'm from Los Angeles, California. Thanks for having me on. Perfect. Yeah, of course. So if you want to start out by just kind of sharing your process of, you know, whenever you get into a creative block, a creative rut, a period of time where you don't feel that passion to create, how do you find yourself getting out of it? What do you do to kind of reinvigorate yourself or get yourself uh, just like re-motivated? Great question. I, I've always felt that necessity breeds creativity. And so it's in those times where I feel depleted and lean and like I've pushed myself past that limit. I don't really know my left foot from my right. It's in those moments where there will be that creative spark and it reminds me what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And it it usually comes, uh, or at least lately, it's been coming by way of, of reading and immersing myself in, in that and less cookbooks or uh, industry magazines. And those are all fantastic, but uh, more memoir based and just relating to other people that have been in those stressful situations and um, yeah, finding inspiration that this is right now it's like this and being re-inspired by, by their stories. No, that's I, I, I'm kind of the same way in certain aspects. What, what are you reading currently or what are some memoirs or do you have anything that you've enjoyed? I actually am currently reading Sous Chef, uh, 24 Hours on the Line. Okay. Uh, Chef Hanley, Lady Line Cook, recommended it. And I couldn't think of a more uh, poignant book for where I'm at currently in my life. And she kind of described it perfectly as whenever anyone asks you if you're having a bad day mm-hmm. and they just really don't get what it's like to, to be on the line uh, or in a kitchen and what that bad day really means to you mm-hmm. uh this is a book to give to them so awesome. i can relate <laughs> cool no i mean i totally get that she's great Hanalee, i've had her on the podcast she's awesome and i really find it super cool how she'll she has such a cool relationship with her audience that when she says like hey this is meaningful or hey this is like something i enjoy people go and actually like take her word for it and have that trust with her so i think that's really important yeah i think Transparency and authenticity are two qualities that are just above and beyond what people crave when it comes to social media, when it comes to uh, anyone's relationship with any type of, of fan group or, you know, that kind of uh, Twitter, etc. I think that if you're not authentic, you're not genuine, it's really easy to see through the bullshit now. Like mm-hmm. we've seen enough of it. We're just we're craving that real connection. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Yeah, no, I agree. She's really authentic, and I think it's super important. For me, I'm so aligned with the book reading. Right now I'm reading the uh, memoir, or not memoir, the biography of Leonardo da Vinci by Walter Isaacson. 
and it's really mm-hmm. fascinating. It's just cool to see uh, someone in a completely different time period have those like at least what we can see from his journals and whatnot have the same self doubts, but also that same creativity and that spark to really move forward. So I find that really fascinating. Um, next question is more so on why, like, why do you think people in food, especially get into these creative ruts or these creative blocks that we all seem to face? I think that for, for many of us, I think that we have so much repetition and so much on our plate literally that that overwhelming feeling makes it so that we're we feel we don't have time to dedicate ourselves to the craft of it to the creativity of it and and to the process of it and you know allowing ourselves to have it be a process that we we try and we fail Mm. and sometimes you're just so depleted and that one extra failure feels like it's going to to break you and in reality, it's actually going to help you find yourself again. And it's it's scary to put yourself on the line up every day. Um, and so I think we fall into a creative rut. And, and many creatives, I think not just in food, uh, feel the pressure to deliver something. And so it's easy to just rest on what you know to be true as opposed to being innovative and changing that. Yeah, no, I, I can agree with that. I think that, you know, yeah, just be like, I think that dependency too on just like what you know can, if you kind of go outside of that, I think that's super important too. Okay, adding on to that, like breaking that, they just trying something new or just giving yourself the permission to try new things or break into new ways. So I think that's really important. And then kind of lastly, just kind of wrap it up. What is something that you've created recently? It doesn't need to be in food. It could just be anything in general, but something you've created recently that you're just super proud of that you've just brought into the world. Oh, that is a great question. I am, I am very proud of, (laughs) it's kind of, it's kind of lame, but it is food related. I, spent a lot of time working on our prep list for the entire team that I uh, have been working with. And it's just one very, very small facet, but I feel like I kind of got it down to where I've done it so many times and it used to be a burden and now it's a joy and it's so easy to change. And I see all the line cooks uh, use it. And the other day, my day off and someone reached out and they called and they said, Hey, Chefiti, where where are the prep lists? We can't find them. Like we wanted, we need to do them tonight. And it used to be like pulling teeth. And it's, I love organization. I love doing stuff like that because I feel like it frees me up to be creative if I don't need to waste energy and time on the organizational thing. And it's just there for me laid out. I get the freedom to just fly on the creativity. So that is that is something that I'm very proud of. Cool. No, I think that's super important. And it's something that is also helping others, obviously. So that's really cool as well. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. No, thank you. And thanks for taking the time to do this. All right. So we are recording now. If you wanted to start off by introducing yourself, that'd be great. Uh, Hi, my name is Brittany. I'm currently living in California, cooking out here, originally from Philly. Uh, been in the industry essentially my entire life. Awesome. And uh, how do you like cooking out in California? 
so far so good you know yeah. a lot of new things being exposed to new things so can't complain yet nice awesome great so uh Obviously, the whole idea of this podcast is getting into creative ruts and more so getting out of them and why we get into them. So if you want to start with just, you know, your when you get a creative block and a creative rut, how do you manage getting yourself out of it? I think there's really two things I try to do when I find myself in a creative rut. Um, The first one is really just like go all the way back and think about like, why? Why do I love food? Why did I get started? and take a little bit of time to cook for pleasure mm-hmm. at home. You know, it's so easy being in the industry to come home and eat ramen and, you know, not not really put the energy in at home, but taking yeah. the time to just cook, enjoy the process, share food with the people you love and just kind of start there. And I feel like once you get like your heart or your soul connected back to it a little bit away from that burnout, the next thing I've always done is scare myself, you know, um, move to a new city that might be a little extreme, but, you know, try to take on a different role, even if it's just trying to learn a new station at your job or anything along those lines, just do something that kind of intimidates you a little bit. And I think that bit of pressure you put on yourself in that way can kind of, at least for me, shock my system Mm. enough to start getting back into that creative space in my head. See, that's interesting. I haven't really heard that before, but I think that makes a lot of sense. I think I do that myself in some ways where it's like if I get bored or if I get into a new thing, like for example, uh, the new restaurant blog that I'm doing, I have a blog and uh, basically... I wanted to start interviewing restaurants and going there, but I, that was a little intimidating. Like who's going to like be okay with me going there, but everyone's been okay so far. Uh, so doing that really reinvigorated, not only my love for blogging again, but just my re gave me another layer of passion for line cook thoughts in itself. So I can definitely relate to that. What's something that you think you've done recently? I mean, maybe is it moving or what has been like the biggest thing for you to kind of scare yourself into a new um, creative space? Moving. Um, yeah. Not- just moving because I felt like it but an opportunity came up at work to transfer to a different part of the country that I'd never been to Mm. uh, start working in fine dining that I haven't done anything like that before and when it was first presented I was like this is overwhelming I'm not qualified for this I'm gonna get there and I'm gonna suck and I got here and yeah there was definitely a lot of pressure, a lot of fear, a lot of self-doubt at first, but then just remembering it's a chance to really have that humility and not just ask, how do I do this? But ask like, why mm-hmm. do you do that? You know, I've never done molecular gastronomy and now I find myself, you know, doing that at work. And it's not something I saw myself doing, but being able to ask every day, Hey, like, can you explain to me how this works and why do we do it this way? And that's really opened my mind up to not just learning that new skill, but thinking, how can I apply this to something else, even so unrelated? Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense to me. Why do you think people in food get into creative ruts? I mean, I know everyone does, but I feel like in food, it happens a lot. Um, And I know I feel like a lot of people reach out to me when they're in these spaces. Why do you think people get into these blocks where it's hard to really have the, even the drive to create anything? 
I think it's really easy in some ways to find complacency. You know, mm. you reach a point where you know what you're doing, you're comfortable going in, you know your mise en place, you know your station, you know what to expect. Yeah. You just find yourself in a certain amount of autopilot. Mm. And it's, it's easy to do, or, you know, you find yourself having the same frustrations with things every day. And I think that kind of amalgamation and combination of feelings leaves you not really feeling, A, inspired to be creative, but it also kind of takes away like the joy that you had initially coming into it. You know, you are doing the same thing and you don't walk in necessarily every day like, wow, I get to create this incredible thing and use food as an act of love. It's all right, I have 175 covers tonight. I need to do X, Y, and Z to get through tonight. Mm -hmm. Okay. That totally makes sense. And I think I would agree that it's like it's a mix of complacency and then also obviously burnout folded into that. Um, What is, okay? and you know, thanks for sharing those thoughts. Kind of our our last question, the wrap-up question I've been asking everyone, which I found very um, exciting for me, is what is something you've made recently that you created that you spent time on? It doesn't even have to be in food. It can be anything, but something you created or used your creativity to make that you're really proud of. When COVID first hit in Denver, um, I was talking to just some chefs that I briefly worked for before the shutdown. I'm talking like two months. I had just moved there. And we started talking about like, how can we just like feed people? We all had walk-ins with a bunch of stuff. And so we started cooking a few meals and that was cool, you know, help your community. And people just started giving us their (laughs) walk-ins and it was all these weird items that you don't think should go together. And so every day was like, you know, the black box challenge. How do I use this, this, and this to make something? Mm -hmm. And then from there it was, okay, well, now we have to figure out how are we going to transport this? And it was just this chance to build on everybody's background, not just in the hard skill section, but how do you make people work together? Mm -hmm. How do you figure out logistics? How do you solve whatever weird problem is in front of you? Yeah. And that reinvigorated me in a lot of ways. I felt like that was one of the coolest things I created, not just the meals, but like, how do you make something happen? Yeah, no, that's, that is really cool. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing all that. Thank you. Pleasure. Recording. We actually are recording now. So welcome to the show. If you want to start out by introducing yourself, saying where you're from and what you do in the industry, that'd be great. Sorry, I'll start again. Hi, I'm <laughs> I am Hadleen. I'm from India. Um, right now, I've, I'm in Canada uh, working here as a product development manager for a group of fast chain restaurants. I have worked um, as a line cook and a production chef for uh, different restaurants. Before this, I was in Middle East as a research and development chef for, again, fast food chains. And... Um, yeah, I see myself as a product development manager in restaurant line or in hospitality industry for a long time now. Uh, well, I think that's very interesting. I think it leads really well into the idea of creative blocks or a creative rut. This idea of you know not being able to or just feeling like uninspired and kind of getting out of that. Uh, how do you personally, when you do find yourself in that block or getting stuck in a creative way, how do you find yourself getting out of that personally? 
I personally uh, do not think about those things for a while. I take a break. I take a break off from those things. I do personally go to different places to try out things and see like where I'm lacking, what can be brought into my kitchen. But like generally, I like to refresh my mind with other things than only cooking. Okay. What are those other things? Yeah, I, I go hiking. I do my painting. I I organize uh, when I'm in stress or I'm I have these kind of creative blocks. I organize my room. I I just declutter my life for a, a bit. Nice, awesome. That was totally helpful. And you know, after you're obviously getting out of that creative rut, what's it like to go back in and work again? Like, do you feel refreshed, or what's that feeling like for you when you kind of have that breakthrough of getting back to feeling creative? Yeah, for sure. Like you feel excited that like now um, that old pattern has gone. Now it's a new start. It's a new fresh uh, start. So like you, um, I do feel like there is so much to do now. So it it helps me a lot, like organizing and uh, writing the things I want to do, and then actually putting the work into new things. It it really helps awesome. that way. Cool. Well, that's great to hear. Why do you think we get into these creative blocks? Like, why do you think for chefs or people in the food industry, this happens? I mean, it's not only food industry. Every artist has have a creative block at some point in life, right? Like, even if, if we talk about um, anyone, like singers, songwriters, mm-hmm. or anyone can have creative blocks. I just feel like it's so much, like, uh, personally, if you are like looking to uh, create something, you go to Google and you research about it. There's not even a single thing which has haven't been created or not innovated, right? Like everything is there. You just have to reinvent it in a better way. So there's like a pressure, mm-hmm. uh, like um, how to make it more better than what is already available. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like that is something like like when for example like i'm from india like i can make butter chicken someone else can make butter chicken but how i can make it much better way that's like something like or how i can bring butter chicken in a creative way out to the table not only just as butter chicken so it's like it helps me thinking that way like if i am coming from a place where like some basic things are there how i would like to see them okay awesome thank you for sharing that and last question is really like recently, you know, what are some things you've created? It could be a recipe. It could be outside of food. What's something that you kind of created that you've been really proud of that maybe you were kind of in a rut or kind of trying to figure it out and then you created it and then you're like, wow, I'm really proud of that. So I used to work at a catering company during COVID time. Uh, like obviously pandemic was a lockdown. So we were doing these uh, frozen meals and boxed meals mm-hmm. stuff. And um, now that veganism is like, extreme and like people are more into plant-based foods and all i really wanted to do something in from my culture so i tried making tofu tikka masala which came out really well okay i didn't actually google the recipes i knew that it would be existing on google search if i go but i actually did look at it i chose random ingredients from my kitchen i made a small batch it came out well and i think it was a good seller in our kitchen. Like people bought it because you can freeze it for up to a month and like eat it mm-hmm. whenever you want. So that is something I am really like, I didn't take anyone's help or like, I didn't ask anyone like, uh, what can I do? But like, it just came out good. Like the 
scratch start was good nice awesome that's so cool here and it sounds really good um what you know what when you were making that like what was the obviously like trying to make it vegan but why tikka masala just because like butter chicken is very polarized i see like everyone loves butter chicken but like there are so many streams tikka masala is spicy but also i wanted to make it to a uh in a way like everyone can have it the clientele especially like if they are into spicy food or not into spicy food and the gravy itself calls like you don't have to just use one particular protein you can use greens you can use uh, veggies in it so it gives you a proper balanced flavor uh and a shelf life considering um what we were looking for so i think that was something i went for because most of the indian gravies you can freeze for a long time Okay, awesome. Cool. Well, thank you for sharing all that and just thanks for talking about creativity. No problem. <laughs> Anytime. I love your page though. Ray again, this is the last uh submission. I want to talk a little bit about creativity. I think it's super important. Uh and I really wanted to weigh in on this topic because for me personally, I am so susceptible to being into these really creative ruts and then or these really bad creative ruts and then really high energy creative moments. Uh I like it's sporadic. I'm really not great at understanding when I get these urges. Sometimes it's at like 10 p.m. at night, sometimes it's at 6 a.m. in the morning where I just feel so productive and so ready to go. And I have been able to kind of gauge certain times and the settings I need and things that I need to be, you know, really focused in on. And I just wanted to share a couple of those, of those things that helped me out. Uh I do find that I do most of my best work in the morning. Um uh, I do really enjoy waking up early and just being able to be present, having my mind super fresh and really being able to focus in. I will say there is a flip side where sometimes late at night is when I'm also very creative. And I think it's these two ends of the day when it's just like really I have time to focus in that I'm really my most creative. Uh another big thing for me is caffeine. <laughs> Everyone in the industry will know obviously that caffeine is uh like our lifeblood but I really do find waking up early in the morning especially when I have to write waking up early getting a cup of coffee in me and just sitting down I put on uh it's called lo-fi beats on Spotify or um actually what is it called it's called all nighter is the is the Spotify playlist I put on it's just a bunch of lo-fi beats that you know help me keep focused and keep you know just going on my work so that for me is how I kind of get into that creative zone but like I said sometimes it is hard and I I have been in a lot of creative blocks with line cook thoughts with work in general I think the biggest thing for me is and some people have mentioned it in this podcast it's kind of shocking my system or getting out and doing something new like going for a walk uh cooking dinner uh going to the gym I think it's you know I think especially over time especially in the kitchen you're doing something over and over again for so long and in work in general I think you need those moments of breaking it up I really don't think forcing yourself to be creative is the best thing because it should come naturally, but I think there's a difference and this is what I was talking about in the uh war of art uh where you have to just show up. I think showing up is so important. Sitting down at the computer for me is like the biggest battle. Once I get typing, once I get working on the podcast, on the editing, it's fine. But just getting there, just sitting down, just showing up, getting into the zone to create, I think is the hardest part. I think it's the most difficult thing because even if i write like 100 words in a word document for the next blog post or the next article i'm working on for someone even if i accomplish that i there's some sense of pride that i did something but a lot of times that the and i don't want to say dread is in a negative way but i think 
for a lot of us, there's a dread of starting something because we have to put energy and effort into it. And ultimately, this always comes with, are we good enough? And is there, what's the point? And what is going on in this world? Everything is so nuts. So what's the point of me doing this? But it matters. And you're, it's those little sparks. It's those little moments of creativity that everyone shares that I think really makes the world a beautiful place to live in. And this community, that to make, it just makes this community great. It makes me appreciate even more all of you and everything we do. So showing up is the big thing for me. Getting into the zone. I feel like I'm in a consistent creative block all the time. And when I can actually sit down and show up, it really, that's when I'm able to really focus in and be like, all right, no matter what happens, I sat down, I'm here, I'm ready to go. Let's do it. A hundred words, a thousand words, whatever it is, we're doing it. So that is, that's basically it. I mean, that's getting this podcast out was just a lot of work, a lot of editing, a lot of putting things together. And I love it. And I love sharing these stories, but it was just that inner fight of like, all right, Ray, you got to do this because this is what you're passionate about. And passion isn't always easy. Sometimes you have to tell yourself to go do something. It's not always a perfect story. And that's what I want to leave this podcast with. Creativity, in my opinion, is never a perfect story. It's never something where I think there's a lot of resistance. I think there's a lot of friction. And a select few might not find that. They might just find that they love it. But even with things you love, there's going to be days where you have like the will to not do it or the urge to just sit back and relax and not do much. But we owe it to ourselves and we owe it to each other to put out our best work and to put out work that we find meaningful and not work that would suit anyone else's desires or likes, but work that comes from within us that makes us who we are, that shows others who we are. And that creativity, that bubble, that thing that we have inside us, we let it go out and we put our mind to it. And it's just really amazing. And I appreciate so much of what you all do, what you all, you know, write. I don't get, I don't comment on everything. I don't obviously get to see everything, but from the moments and discussions I have, you all inspire me in some way. And I think that's super important. And I think that's what makes this industry and creative people in general great. So I hope this episode inspired you to go create. I just hope it, you know, lets you know that everyone goes through it. And there's always that little bit of a starving artist inside of us, that person struggling. Uh, but as long as you show up, as long as you sit down and just start doing the work, you, you can't really beat that. And progress will be made. It's like going to the gym. I, I just started a per, with a personal trainer three weeks ago. And progress is being made. I can do like two more chin-ups than I could two weeks ago. So um, progress is slow. It requires a lot of showing up, but it does happen. So thank you all for listening. And thanks to everyone in this episode. So you just listened to Line Clean Nation taking on creative blocks. Thank you all so much for listening. As a reminder, go to kettlecorncreations.com to check out my parents' kettlecorn business. They have great products. I'm not just saying it because they're my parents. It does taste amazing. Really hope you check them out. Also, go to linecleanthoughts.com for my official blog. My latest blog is my decade in the industry, thoughts, experiences, and uh, some advice on how to... Uh, how I'm moving forward and how I see this industry. So thank you all so much. Don't forget to leave a review if you're on Apple or Spotify. I'll see you on the next Line Cook Thoughts podcast.